Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the 2023 NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus Toucan. Tonight's prospect is we're going to handle another one of the top prospects in the draft here. Running back Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. This Gibbs is not one of the BGs, though. He's a little too young for that. So just wanted to just clarify that before. No, I'm just kidding. That's bad joke. Bad, bad music joke. Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama, junior, 5'11", 200 pounds. And my guest is my longtime buddy, Andrew Harbaugh. I call him the Mandrew. He is from the 33rd team. I actually tried to find you on Twitter earlier. I was surprised that you had changed your Mandrew handle. You probably did it a long time ago, and I didn't notice. But hi, Andrew. <laughs> I, I did because I, I'm being pulled in so many different directions. I just figured people looking for my actual name may be better off at this point. But um, it's doing the Penn State stuff for USA Today and then doing the pro oh, stuff yeah. for 33rd team. And uh, I just figured it'd make more sense to go by name at that point instead of constantly trying to change and update it. So forget what the man says. Do what you want, man. Just screw the man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I probably will eventually someday change mine. You know, um, when I take over for Kuiper, then I think I'll I'll do that. So. Yeah, yeah, somebody's going to be taking over for him sooner rather than later <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I hope so. All right, man. Uh, Gibbs is a prospect. He was a four-star dude, 76th running back in the class of 2020. Hailed from Dalton, Georgia, uh, not too far from Georgia Tech, where he initially committed. Forgot that he even went there. It feels like so long ago. And then his first couple seasons at Georgia Tech, he didn't get quite as much you know, usage as I think all of us wanted. Um, had a decent freshman season, 460 rushing yards, but had 24 carries for 300 yards. It says second freshman year, but it almost seems like he would have not have had he would have played too many games to redshirt. He's in seven COVID, games. COVID COVID has made everything so yeah. confusing. Like I I cannot wait till this. Like I, I, it should be his class it runs in the at next, circle. Like, <laughs> just to be out of that. Where are you really a freshman? Are you really a sophomore? Are you really that like? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So I just yeah. I've been labeling people as a third year, a fourth year, yeah, treating them like go. they're a Harry so. Potter character. Exactly. So his second year at Hogwarts, he ran for <laughs> 746 yards, four touchdowns, and also had 35 catches, 465, two touchdowns. Then he transferred to Alabama, where he didn't do a whole lot different. Um, 150 carries for 926 yards, seven scores, had 44 catches for 444 yards. Wish he'd had four touchdowns to complete the four trifecta, but he did not. So analytics guys will, will, will like his, you know, he had a pretty decent yards for carriage, five, carry 5.6 throughout his career. And then obviously the pass catching is nice, but never really established himself with dominator rating, things like that. So Breakout age is probably kind of skewed a little bit too, but there is no denying this guy's talent. That's why we're going to dive into the tape. Andrew, what skills does he have that you think will make him successful in the NFL? I mean, I think you just talked about it with the receiving numbers he's been able to put up for Alabama and even at Georgia Tech too. I think that's going to be the one thing that translates immediately to where wherever he gets drafted, he can at least have a role as a third down back type of thing where if there's a bruiser on the depth chart, he can kind of come in there and kind of mix things up. I, I think his receiving skills, I think he's probably the best receiving back in the class as far as all that top tier goes. Bijan's not far behind him, but Bijan's just more of a pure runner at this point, and, and we know what he is anyway. 
another thing for Gibbs is I really like his patience when he runs. Um, and what I mean by that is he's okay kind of like waiting a second, waiting for his blockers to create lanes. And then he has the speed and the burst to break through to the second level and hit home runs when he needs to. So um, a, a great example of that I want to see was the Texas game this year where early on that was kind of like his breakout because after week one it was like, okay, well, how is Texas going to use – or excuse me, Alabama going to use him? And then it was like, okay, this is – the explosiveness we were thinking and talking about. So I think that combination of the passing game that he's able to help out with, plus the patience and the burst and that, I think he's going to be fantastic for dump screens. Or I think he's going to be great for doing some delays like late. He, and he doesn't mind blocking either. That's the other thing I really liked too. When I watched Gibbs was for Bryce a lot, he'll be able to hit a guy, go out to the flat and pick it up and then go for eight, 10 yards, no problem. So I think that is where he's going to make his most money. And if you're a fantasy person, I think that's going to be your bread and butter where those are chunk plays and those are going to be 11, 12-point plays potentially. Right, yeah. As an inside runner, he he leaves a little bit to desire. But like you said, he's got patience. He, he jumps from hole to hole real quickly. I like his ability to move laterally to do that. He'll string together different runs to make something out of nothing. He's not quite as elite as like Barry Sanders was at that, obviously nobody is, I don't think. Um, right. But when he gets to that second level is when he is absolutely scary. I mean, he is a nightmare to tackle in the open field. Uh, just the ability to just to, to jump cut, to shift without losing that speed is, is insane. And then as far as you said, the route running, I mean, or the pass catching, he can run routes too. I mean, it's not just, you know, your normal, dump offs and stuff he's great at that but he can run wheel routes angle routes option routes i mean he understands how to use spacing create separation i mean he is very intelligent as a pass catcher those are the things that i love you know he can he can he could you know they can use him out wide he can do all sorts of things you can definitely see a team use him like alvin kamara you know like very similar um i don't think he's as good of an inside runner but i think he could be just very dynamic and fast so there's definitely things to love about that so what are the things not to love like what do you think could hold him back i think the biggest thing for him is really going to be the combine where you get some numbers on everything and the biggest thing is going to be his size where um you've seen now like prime example isaiah pacheco the way he's built like i don't think anybody really expected him to do what he did for kansas city and he was part of that that win on sunday and their success for the whole season. And he's beaten out, and he beat out. I mean, there's no beat. I'm saying beat a lot. Excuse me. We don't need a tag on this. But <laughs> Pacheco was able to take the job away from Edwards Hilaire. Uh, McKinnon's role slowly dwindled throughout the year. So he's able to beat out the veteran as well as the younger guy ahead of him. And I think a lot of that has to do with Pacheco's size, where he may not be the biggest back, but he's built like he's thicker, especially in like midsection. So right, I think right. for Gibbs, it's going to be getting uh, numbers on everything. Seeing a Raz score will be nice too. I think those are always a nice little bonus, not the end all be all for a prospect, but yeah, affirmation. Nice to, kind of to yeah. see how he grades out compared to other running backs in his class. You also get the goals at that point to see who he is size wise. But um, I, I'm a big believer in too, like, he only had one year at Alabama previously at Georgia tech, obviously um, I think size is something he can add on as a pro. I think that's one thing that people always underestimate is there's NFL training and regiments and stuff like that, that are just different. 
one year at Alabama is like one year of being a pro. So I think year two, air quotes, um, of being a pro when he gets drafted, I think will be bigger too for him. So I think really size is the most glaring thing. If you want to be really nitpicky, I think he could be – I said he was patient earlier. I think he could be a little too patient where yeah, he I almost just processes yeah. and mm-hmm. there are holes for him to hit and he just kind of – it's like, well, maybe something better is going to open up, and then he just misses out. So I think that's really the only two things that concern me. Um, if you're comparing him, like, I think for a lot of people, he's RB2. Obviously, Bijan's right ahead of him. Bijan doesn't have that issue either, like, for either of those things. Bijan's got the size, and he's got the processing ability and the patience to just be the complete back. And I think most years, Gibbs would be your RB1, but not when you have somebody special like, obviously, Bijan in the class. Right, you know a lad size in the NFL. You've seen those rookie bills, you know, the rookie tabs when they go out to eat, you know. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. rookie receipts. <laughs> he just needs a couple of rookie dinners and he'll be good. <laughs> exactly. Pay four thousand dollars at uh, I don't know, some steakhouse or something. And yeah, you'll be good. All right. So is he is he currently your running back too? Or yeah, he might be too. I, I don't think I'm he, it's funny. It's very rare that we do rankings and they kind of stay pat, but like since June, he's been RB two for me. And yeah, me too. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. He's one of those guys. I that just, just, like I said, I like his, I feel like he has a complete skill set. Most years he'd be RB one, but obviously this year's a little bit different. Right. And as far as draft capital, I mean, he looks like I, I'm just doing a, looking at mocks just in the last couple of days. I mean, almost everybody's got him at the tail end of the first round. You know, Dallas, Saints, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, that'd be nasty. Um, is there any team you'd really like to see him on? Or do you think he gets that tail end of the first first round draft capital? Or Yeah, I think he could be that tail end of the first um, for your classic beginning of the second type of guy where he could come in and start probably for whoever's going to get him at the tail end. Like Philadelphia, I think, would be hilarious with him and Hurts like, being yeah. together. I don't think I don't think they're going to pay Sanders because like, like Roseman's very nitpicky with contracts and position values and stuff like that. I don't think he's going to want to pay Miles Sanders what he'll probably get offered other places. So I think getting somebody like Gibbs, like I've seen a lot of people mock them Bijan at ten, and I don't see that happening again because of how Howie Roseman thinks and values positions. But I mean, with the back end of the first, I think Gibbs would be a perfect spot. I don't know if Dallas makes the most sense. I know they have Tony Pollard is going to be a free agent and Gibbs could really fill that role also. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I think Jerry Jones has his, went from not wanting to pay Zeke to, I don't want to let go of him now type of thing. And I think that's really holding them back. So I think it really decides on whether Steven can take the car keys away from dad, maybe for a draft or two and get things going in the right direction. But yeah, other than that, like, I don't think there's a bad landing spot for him. Obviously, you want to stay away from teams that have like that true one, like a Minnesota, New Orleans, even with Kamara. I know we talked, you mentioned a second ago. The um, Bills would be really good, I think. The Bills would be. I don't I have mean, faith in the Bills to use running backs. That's like, the only they're kind of yeah. where They're kind of where Kansas City was before this year where they kind of really, you got an idea of what they're going to do and you understand it now. But like... I like James Cook. I like Devin Singletary. 
And they just have never really used a running back. And, and I think, too, that's the other thing holding them back is I think if they had someone like a Gibbs and used him the right way, that offense and that team could take the next step. But if they're going to use him right, yes, Buffalo would be a fantastic landing spot. But I just don't know if they're going to use him the right way. That's my biggest worry. See, I don't even I don't even know if I like him for my Bengals. I, I would be perfectly happy if they did, but I don't know if they'll use him enough. I mean, I know he can supplement what Mixon does initially, but which would suck for fantasy. I mean, I think it would be a fantasy death spot for at least a year or two. Um, unless I, I can't see him moving on from Mixon for at least another year. So I, Yeah, he yeah, he's tough because he has all the talent in the world. I have all the belief that he'll be a good pro and he'll be around for a while. I think the biggest thing is finding that spot where he's going to have that role to where you're going to justify an early rookie pick on him. And I think that's really going to come down to it. And, and I feel like every time I talk to you every single year, it's like, oh, landing spots. But running backs have shown like, you can love a guy as much as you want, but even teams now are starting to get a plethora of guys and really build up deeper depth charts of running backs to where it's like, I could see a new Orleans taking him maybe. And then you're like, well, I don't want to spend a high rookie pick on him. If he's going to be behind Kamara. And then you also question what Kamara's role is going to be like, and it just right. creates this whole domino effect of like, well, what the heck's going to happen type of thing. So it, it's weird how, before it was you worried about teams loading up on like top end receivers, but now there's so much passing that it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Um, versus now teams are loading up on running backs just because they want to have a rotation going and that kind of affects everything else. I didn't mention the Giants. Um, they may not want to sign Saquon uh, and yeah, Gibbs. True. Gibbs could be a very good fit there because they started to use use Saquon as a pass catcher more, you know, so I think it would almost be a not seamless transition, but it would be a pretty decent transmit transition. And if maybe they got a, a thumper later in the draft or. Yeah. And I think too, just to go off as we're going through the star running back free agents, um, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs being gone in Las Vegas, I think Gibbs with that system could be interesting as well. Right. Obviously McDaniels likes to use 5,500 running backs. <laughs> um, because of his New England approach, but yeah, um, and, and that's another team, another team too. Maybe New England, like they've got. I love Ramondre Stevenson, He's but <laughs> and I like Damian Harris yeah. as well. But I think Gibbs has a skill set that neither of them have, so I think that would be something. It'd also help out Mac Jones, and obviously mm-hmm. the Bill O'Brien connection from Alabama would be there too. So I just talked myself into liking New England as a landing spot. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like it for a fantasy spot, but as for an NFL spot, it makes a ton of sense, yeah. Well, I think, again, I think Stevenson could be more of a thumper at times. Same with Harris. Obviously, you don't want to have a guy in a a trio rotation of running backs to where it's like, okay, well, he's my high-end rookie pick, and I've got to count on him this year and beyond. But I think Gibbs is somebody that could – he'd be able to hit home runs and, like, they're going to want to make things simple for Mac Jones. He could be, I think, PPR-wise, like number with receptions and stuff like that. I think he would be great with New England just because of what they're going to probably guess, want to do with Mac. Yeah, Stevenson did have 70 receptions, 69 yeah. receptions last year. Wow. I, I was thinking I he had, had a few. My, my one championship team, he was my RB1. 
yeah, he could definitely take some of that load off. Because, I mean, he had 69 receptions, but he only had 400 yards on him, which is atrocious. You well, know, so again, that, goes to his, if his you, skill set. Yeah. I, think, if, I think if you gave that to Gibbs, I think he'd be getting Oh, my God. To, yeah, he'd have 1,000 yards and yeah. eight touchdowns probably. Yeah. So, that yeah, that could definitely be – yeah, you talked me into it too. So There we go. <laughs> all right. Do you have a player comp for Gibbs or – I do actually. It's it's funny. I again in the summer I try to do comps and then sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. But I've stuck with this one and it's my favorite one is uh, Jamal Charles is what reminds me a lot with Gibbs is Charles so often with Kansas City again they were in a limited offense when he was there um, with the rotation of quarterbacks between Matt Castle. Um, I think he was there for the early Alex Smith days like. The, the Tyler Palcos, the Thig Pens, and just all the atrociousness that went on before Mahomes. Charles made his bread and butter off of home run plays, and Gibbs, I think, is going to be the same way, where whether it be a dump pass or he just gets a perfect seam in the middle that he can cut through, hit a home run that way, I think that's where he reminds me. And plus, the size is very similar, too. So Charles has shown that it could work. didn't last very long, but the size does work in the NFL. Size doesn't work, but it lasts long. I keep telling my wife that. Anyways, all right, Andrew, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, what you're working on these days, man. You really <laughs> threw me off there. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Harbaugh underscore. I don't do any published work for 33rd Team. I'm more editorial staff. So really anything you see them put out, I've probably worked on or done something with. Obviously, USA Today with uh, Penn State as well. And then that's that's really I've got some other stuff I'm trying to work on in the back end and see what happens with. But for now, those are my two spots mainly. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. As always, it's like talking to an old friend every time we get together, man. 100%. Love it. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT. Uh, part of, once again, part of the Campus to Canton family. Check out all our written work. We got a lot of stuff coming out these days, analytics of recruiting classes, things like that. And Every podcast we have, we just had a Back to Debbie drop last night. Make sure you check that out. Thank you guys very much for listening. As always, talk to you tomorrow. tomorrow.